Your, your cat's flipping out. I hear it. I hear it. Zeus! My dog is chasing my cat. Zeus, upstairs! Don't look at me like a dumbass. Don't come over to me. I love you too. What? I'm here. Go, go, go. Oh, you smell. Go. Get upstairs. <laughs> upstairs. Jesus Christ. Animal interruptions. Man, I was on a really good point too, and then the fucking animals. <laughs> what the hell was I talking about? Oh, Switch man. memory, Mike. <laughs> Dude, I am the same. So I just started sending an email for work, and I told, we were talking about being the CEO, and then you said you didn't want to be a, a lawyer, taking the bar. Hello and welcome everybody to another week of Nerd Cognito. I am Ryan David and I am not feeling too well. And I am joined, of course, by Just Mike. Hello, hello. I wanted Mike to do the open this week and he said, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. You sound fine, Ryan. That. Yeah, you sound great. Yeah. Your bad voice is better than my good voice. My bad voice is really bad right now, and I don't know how it's going to make it. But I do have 32 ounces of hot herbal tea that I'll be slurping throughout the show. So please forgive me. You know, we're a professional fucking outfit here. Could have easily taken a day off, but nope. Ryan said nope. Well, we can't miss one of our weekly releases. You've got a busy week. I don't know what my week looks like quite yet. I know next week, um, I didn't want to to slack. Plus, you know, we got a lot to talk about. Um, a question that I think was a great question that we're going to answer from the uh, NerdCognito podcast at gmail.com email account. Last week, we talked about Hell Knight. Um, the author of Hell Knight, Gavriel, reached out to me. So, hey, what's what's up, Gavriel? Gavriel was kind enough to uh, to send us a couple copies of his other products, and I looked through them, and for a one-man show, they are absolutely top-notch. Did you get a chance to look through any of that stuff, Mike? I have not. It's been a really busy week. I want to. Um, probably not to the holidays. Yeah, I, I spent some time looking through his, his other products, um, most notably... Um, NeuroCity and Warplanned, and they look spectacular. I was looking at some of the text and, and just the way that he put it together. There's an incredible amount of detail and, and backstory into his campaign settings, as well as some rules. And we're going to go into them in more detail when we both have a chance to look them over. But just uh, answers the question that, yes, it is... Uh, excellent i think for anywhere from a one shot to a six shot um something different than dungeons and dragons so to speak so gavriel thank you so much we definitely appreciate it and we look forward to talking to you in the weeks to come what's going on in your world mike nothing too exciting man just uh life of a finance person month end close got a bunch to do and then, uh, yeah, it'll get into the holiday, and then it'll be year-end. So it's usually a jam-packed two to three months. And see, this is my light light time of the year because, you know, Thanksgiving, we have break, then we have winter break. I am certain that I picked up 
whatever this not COVID bug is that I have at, at work. It's it's bad, man. You should see the shit that is coming out of my throat when I wake up every morning. I'm glad that I don't. No, it is as black as the black alien that we saw last week. Black? Uh, I don't know that I've ever spit up black stuff. That can't be good. Okay, I'm exaggerating with the black, but it is darker than Swamp Thing green. It is a really this. green, brown, usually thick mucus. Oh, it's bad. I'm amazed that I can talk to you right now. Yeah, I think you should cut all of that out because nobody wants to hear that. It's bad. I'm just letting everybody know how dedicated we are. Dedicated to the show. So uh, let's open up the mailbag this week because I'm going to be honest, Mike. Um, Friday, we were supposed to game. And I pulled a last-minute cancellation because I was feeling so terrible. I got home at 5 o'clock, went to bed, and slept about 16 hours. No joke, no exaggeration. I didn't wake up until the next day. It was horrendous and i really thought that maybe it was just you not not wanting to play uh that one game that we were going to play twilight imperium poor doug we finally got to a point where i think we were all going to be like you know what just screw it we're going to play it and then you got sick i I don't think we ever talked about it on the show um let's give a little bit of uh, backstory i'll let you i'll let you take this one uh one of our core group members uh douglas has been with us for over 20 years. Picked up the copy of TI4, and Mike, you can take it from there. Yeah, we've never played it. He brings it with him just about every week to Ryan's house. And every time we talk about what game we're going to play, it always, he always brings it up because he really wants to play it. However, it's one of those games, I guess, that when you're looking at reviews and gameplay, it can take up to... I don't know, 14 hours hours or something ridiculous. 55 hours. I think that's probably an exaggeration and really um, on the far end of the spectrum of how long it would take. 54.5 hours. (laughs) Okay, so it's it's a long game. It doesn't seem like we'd be able to finish it in one go. And we're we're really not that good at continuing games and saving them and, and picking them back up. So... Um, he's been wanting to play it still every week, and we always say, no, 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 it gets turned down. And I don't know. With me moving, he brought it up again. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We always say no. Let's just go ahead and play it. Everyone was in, you know, kind of with their arm you know, tied behind their back. No one really wanted to do it, but everyone was in, and then Ryan got sick. Just, you know. Well, you know, I'm doing you a favor. Remember, my mask protects you. So I didn't want you guys to come over here. And and let me tell you, I haven't been able to breathe out of my nose since Thursday of last week. Um, I sound a misery. Like, I'm listening to myself in my headsets right now. Uh, I apologize, dear listeners. I, ugh, did you hear that? That was my nose. I cannot breathe through my nose. Yeah, hearing you, hearing you, I agree. Like, I, I said, uh, I'll still come over, whatever, I don't care. But hearing you, yeah, yeah I think it's best that we... Uh... We uh, pushed the week. And this was the best. This right now is we, we record on Sunday nights and, and drop on Wednesdays. This is the best my voice has been since Friday night. Um, I, I blew it out Thursday and Friday at work just trying to get through the day because I was too cheap to take a sick day. 
It has nothing to do with the fact that we don't have 55 hours for Twilight Imperium. It was a little suspicious. I'm not going to lie, but again, hearing you, I think it's legit. We totally would have played Twilight Imperium 20 years ago, Mike. We would have started it at like 10 o'clock in the morning and rolled with it until whenever. Because we had some nights, and we started at what, 11 or, or, or noon back in the day? But those days are behind us. And, and, but we would roll those until 3, 4 in the morning. Yeah, so we could have totally done it back then. Uh, those days are well behind us now. It, it is not that I don't want to play the 55-hour game. Uh, I just I, I couldn't do it, man. I, I was falling asleep at my desk in my office at work. It was bad. It I'm was just bad. hoping that we actually get to play it for a decent period of time and it's not three hours of rules. You know what we should do? Sometime between Hanorama Quinsmas or whatever the, the December holiday of du jour is and New Year's, we should uh, like carve out a Saturday where we can dedicate a good 10 hours to it and, and give it a, a fair try. I doubt that's going to happen. I don't know. Because I, mean, I, I travel on the holidays usually. I'll probably be, I won't even be here most likely. I'm going to figure out what week I'm going to be away. Because um, I go visit my family. Uh, it might be the week leading up into Christmas. Though I might be here the week in between. I don't know yet, though. I don't go visit my family. My family, uh, we're, we're better with thousands of miles in between us. Oh, well, let's look at uh, mainstream media board game coverage. Are you ready, Mike? Sure. Uh, GamesRadar.com, which is a reasonably large media site right it's uh owned by future publications so they are a reasonable mainstream media source has released the best board games to purchase in 2021 okay i'm, I'm listening number one the best board game to purchase in 2021 betrayal at house on the hill Hmm. <laughs> have we played oh, that i sound terrible betrayal at house on the hill we played that in 2004 oh my goodness best board games to play in 2021 and according to games radar number one betrayal at house on the hill betrayal at house on the hill was great when it came out it has aged poorly it is not the most meticulous game for a hobby gamer to play. There's a lot of love and a lot of hate for Betrayal. Doug will not play it anymore because he dislikes it so much. But how, So explain that, though. You said when it came out, it was a hit, and it ha doesn't have, like, staying value. What, what do you think makes oh, that? Oh, it, it has the staying value. It, it's, like, it, it's there. It's making Hasbro, Avalon Hill, Wizards of the Coast fuck tons of money so what but, doesn't um, doug like it about it anymore it's it's incredibly random okay it is incredibly unpredictable in a bad way um you've played this I, you have to have played this no i don't think with I us have. i'm looking many at many years ago yeah but you got to remember right i i mean i was away for a long time we played 
when we played back in the day, it was all D and D. We very rarely played board games. And then when I came, I mean, we've been playing board games now mostly, but that was like a fifteen-year no, break I, in between. Back in the day, when we would end the D and D session and then play a game of betrayal. Uh, maybe I don't know. I, my memory doesn't work like that. It's called number Alzheimer's. two, regular old pandemic. Dude, have you ever played it? Regular old pandemic, straight up. I, I have. In fact, um, when I had a logic course that I was teaching, I had my students play regular old pandemic straight up. I, I'm I, not knocking pandemic. I'm just saying this is their list of the best board games for you to buy in 2021. Well, think about it. I mean, pandemic legacy is one of the top games out there, even on board game geek. So they I don't did not say pandemic legacy. No, no, I know. I was going to say the legacy one. I, I freaking love. I think it's great. That regular one. It is so hard to beat that freaking thing. Like I've tried it, it probably twice. And both times. I, I love like so hard. It's I think you're so probably... freaking hard. That game. I think you could probably win 50, 50. Ooh, well I'm over two in the regular one. Oh, number three, four, two. Gloomhaven. Number three. So we had uh, Betrayal and Pandemic. Number three is Gloomhaven. All right. Yeah, you know what? So far, I, I don't remember this Betrayal, but so far, I mean, those are top games they're talking about. So I'm, I'm with it. Their bullet points for Gloomhaven are absurdly deep. So good. And so expensive. Good. I don't. I don't know if they are really aware of what the hobby gaming industry is. Well, I remember when it came out and... I had to get a copy off uh, Amazon, and it was painful, like, to try to get one. Thankfully, I think I got one at the normal price, but, like, it was tough. Like, you had to pay extra money to get it. Like, I, I, don't, it I forgot how much. On, I got it as a Kickstarter, so. Yeah, I want to say it was, like, over 200 bucks like people were getting, trying to sell it for. I think, I forget how much I paid for that. I probably paid 200 bucks for that game. I don't think you paid 200 bucks for it. I remember when you bought it. I think... I'll have to look. I'll, I'll bet you you paid about a buck and a quarter for it. Felt like more, but maybe. Number four, the game that I won't play anymore, even though I love it. And uh, it's ironic. Someone gifted me a digital copy of it this week. Um, Wingspan. So I'm on board with their number three and their number four games. Um, and number five, the blockbuster as in the video rental store yeah. party game. What the hell is that? Well, it again, is this is not... In, yeah, this is uh, Best Board Games. This is for... They're trying to find for different uh, different groups of people, I guess. That's more of like probably a party game they're trying to fit in there. And uh, I, oh, there is a number six, and it's Root, which I did not enjoy played. Root. Yeah, yeah we, we played it. Yeah, we played that. It was I mean, it was okay. It was nothing great. It was it was okay, right? That, that's that's about where I am, um, and you know that's okay. I, I I understand why people like it. The different animals trying to take over the forest or some shit. Right, and everybody had a different mechanic and a different way to play. Right. So that that is the their list for best board games for adults. I don't think that list is awful. They fit in a party game, sure for everyone. Root is highly ranked. Doug likes it. Wingspan's highly ranked. I never played it. Gloomhaven, great. Pandemic is good. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember this betrayal. Anymore. And I love Wingspan, but I won't play it anymore. So, 
Uh, speaking of Root, uh, well, Root's in the news this week. One of the stories is is about Root. Do you want just want me to piggyback the sure. news story in here? And we're not officially going to do the news, but we'll do the Root story right now. Sure. Um, board game Root is a resounding success on the Nintendo Switch. So the digital adaptation of Root. Uh, Root, apparently there is a Nintendo Switch version that is spectacular, at least according to this article and at least one other article that I've read this week. Well, Doug swears by it too, not so much for the Switch, but he always brings up the uh, digital version of Root. Does he? Is it? Is there a digital version on Steam too? You know how I feel about digital board games, so I don't really... I, I would assume that there is, right? The Switch is probably a, a, a port. Yes! Yeah, yeah, because he's been... He, he's brought it up a couple times, so I think he's played it on Steam. Uh, the Switch edition benefits from the first months of feedback based on last August's early access launch on Steam. So that's the same game. So the digital version of the game yeah. is apparently uh, amazing. It's a very faithful adaptation, but uh, yeah, Root is the bee's knees as far as digital board games. And it's uh, they go on to say how the way the developers approached creating Root in a digital version is how the developers should approach creating all digital board games. Um, Gloomhaven is pretty darn good, too. I, I, know, I don't want to get on the Gloomhaven train because we're like Gloomhaven, Gloomhaven, Gloomhaven. But the digital adaptation of Gloomhaven is pretty good. Have you? Was it on sale for uh, like Black Friday or anything? So I know you still haven't purchased it yet, right? It was, but not enough for me. Hmm. I was playing my cheap card once again. The only thing I bought it was uh, Witcher. Isn't it? No, no, you had Witcher before that. Red Dead. Oh yeah, Red Dead. You spent Red Dead thirty bucks. You couldn't buy Gloomhaven for like fifteen bucks. Unbelievable. That's right. No, 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 no. Now that it launched Gloomhaven. I, I believe on sale it was like twenty five bucks, mm. and you know I have the cardboard. I yep. would want to play it with people in cardboard uh, version. Listen, I agree. Now, uh, when you move, uh, I will probably buy Gloomhaven and we will play it remotely. Could do that. How's that? Yeah, that'll be good. There, there, there's something that you and I can do remotely when your fucking ass moves to North Carolina. Yeah. My fucking dog. My dog. I, I, she knows, like, after dinner, she gets a treat. And now, if I don't give it to her by a certain time, she sits here and starts fucking whining. I think I have to, like, withhold it to make her not expect it. Pain in the ass. So do you want to answer a Dungeon Master question? Sure. Even though I am never really was much of a Dungeon Master, but sure. Well, you, you, you give your opinion. No. Mm -hmm. You know what my opinion is, because it's how I run the games, right? Let's do it. But, hey guys, love the podcast. This is this is from Sven, by the way. Sven, uh, love the podcast. How do you, as a dungeon master, manage the enormous amount of coins that the party may get? It could be gold, it could be gems, it could be little trinkets that are picked up along the way. There's this huge amount of money, and everything costs an amazing amount of money, and it just doesn't seem to fit into the world that you're carrying around sacks and sacks and sacks of coins. <laughs> well, I feel like we've never had that problem. I don't feel like we've ever had too much money. Maybe the, the campaigns we run, 
there's not a whole bunch of money lying around. Um, well, how? Okay, boom! You're a dungeon master. Yeah. Uh, how are you handling coins? Well, I can tell you every time I picture it and I look at the book. I love looking at those books, by the way. I I go right with with what book says. Like those random tables. I'll I'll sit there and roll dice to see how much stuff goes out. Now, I don't know. I never got the sense that there was just a shit ton of gold and coins getting allocated out for killing stuff. Well, think about it like this. Um, A thousand gold pieces, right? That's your plus one. The cost of a plus one is a thousand gold. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, do you ever even go into shops that they sell these plus one items and magical items? And then you look at the rules. Like, there's all these rules for, like, making stuff. Like, if everyone has a profession, you could sit back and make stuff, and it costs a bunch of money. I mean, it costs a bunch of money to, like, rent travel and work through that. You know, how do you get from one place to another? I don't know. I think there's so many options other than buying items to to use money in those things i i i agree and in fact i i take a lot of shit timmy if you're listening you just gave me shit about this not too long ago um i take a lot of shit as a dm for running a money light campaign um i don't think it's money light um, it's definitely money light I, but, at, but at the same time right i don't think we've ever put in a situation where like oh we need to get something Oh, but we don't have money. I mean, we pick up right. the shit and, that we need along the way, usually. And I'm usually very open at session one that fundamental rudimentary stuff, you know, the the generic loot that you're going to pick up from the dead kobolds, that stuff we're not tracking because that is your adventuring expenses. So we are going to assume that your arrows come out of that pool of money that your rations come out of that pool of money that that your adventurers kits come out of that pool of money um and the maintenance and stuff you know th- that's sort of how i handle it so um i've never been one for tracking encumbrance now that being said i always say it's not final fantasy i don't want 99 potions of every variety in your pack and I've also never had a player that pushed that envelope. But I generally don't track little money. And there, there are financial rewards. Also, for a lot of my campaigns, gold is not the primary or the optimal resource that the party will want to get. I tend to skew the economy, intentionally so, um, to having a secondary higher economy that's more than gold years ago back before it was cool it was souls you remember the soul gems mm-hmm. and um uh, recently it was uh, a glyph based economy we had glyphs that had higher than cash value and um so i, I do that too um yeah there's a wizard that'll enchant your weapons for you but he's not going to take gold I mean, gold's everywhere. He he wants something of value. I also think it's ridiculous that there are campaigns where you can go into a store and say, hmm, let me look at your catalog. I need some plus three plate mail. Uh, that stuff has to be earned. There should be a story behind it. Magic items shouldn't be readily available in the stores. Otherwise, 
why don't you have a peasant with a dagger plus one? You know? Um, so I guess managing the amount of money, I guess, yeah, I have a limited amount of money, and I tend to find another resource that is a higher than cash value. Maybe even the other thing, like if you if they doing something where like there's a treasure trove in like a lair or something, it's even though you don't mess with encumbrance, it's like, okay, yeah, you literally can't carry this out unless you come up with some other way to get it out, get a get a cart, maybe get some ponies to drag all this stuff out. Like maybe you can make it that way too. You come up with Right. Maybe. Well we had we had that situation uh come up uh, a couple of years ago in a campaign. Um Mid to high level party took out a dragon, found the horde, killed the dragon, and they're like, "Yes, we're rich, we're set, we can get whatever we want." But it was on a mountain in the middle of nowhere, so they really had to prior prioritize what they took, and sort of being the slimy DM that I was, I prodded storyline to say, "Okay, if you're going to invest this time here." You know, there's a time bomb over here on the storyline that you have to disarm. So, um, I, maybe I do just not like giving players money. Yeah, I think we're finding it out as you speak through this question. Well, it's funny because in the new campaign that I'm getting ready for, which I think next week we'll take a look at the at the new map because I've made a lot of progress. I actually scrapped almost everything from the first map because not the... <sighs> The idea didn't necessarily change, but it inverted. I was going to do X plus Y equals Z, and it turned out that I really want to do Z equals Y plus X. So um, it, it did require some changes to the map. But I definitely know where we're going and where it is, and I can tell you that your adventure for 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons High Fantasy is going to start in, in a bar. Present, no, in present <laughs> <Damn it>. day. <laughs> in it present day, Cleveland, Ohio. I don't even understand. In present day, Cleveland, Ohio is where, where you're going to start. Is it going to be like the movie He-Man where we just like get warped into Earth and we're still sitting here with like a sword? and? No. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. One of these days. One of these days I want to DM... I'd like to DM, but I'd be such a stickler. I'd be at that book. I'd be rolling dice, your treasure tables. I'd be asking you how much rations are you bringing on your journey. Do it, and everybody has a different style, and you have to find your own. Yeah. Uh, we When I started, um, I guess I was a player at that point, and the kid that was my buddy that was the DM, he very much was was on to that. Of course, we were also, you know, middle school dorks. But, uh, yeah, he, he said you got to have your rations, you got to have your provisions. What? You want to you wanna bang the prostitute? That's going to cost you <laughs> 25 silver, <laughs> you know. Um, he, he had, and you rolled on the table. Uh, he had some sort of third-party illicit book. I, I do remember when you banged the prostitute that had a table to roll to see if she got knocked up. It's like Fable. Uh, but you know everybody everybody finds their own stride and your first game's going to be terrible yeah i'm worried i'm worried when we start back up again because we haven't played now for two years that that it's going to be terrible 
It hasn't been two years, but it's been a long time. All right, let's take a look at the news. Hey, you'll be happy. You're a big fan of the Xbox uh, Game Pass thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't play it. I haven't played my Xbox in forever, but I, I think it's a, a great idea that they're doing. So, yep. Sony is reportedly making its own version of Game Pass. So, apparently, you're not the only fan. And, only fans. And um, Sony is tired of losing that piece of the pie. Sony is planning to launch a new subscription game service very similar to Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass, according to a Bloomberg report which says the service should go live in spring of 22. Codenamed Spartacus. Terrible, terrible project name, guys. Spartacus. I just picture oily men. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought the Game Pass was the better route to go than just like all the exclusive stuff that PlayStation is doing, but I think a lot of people like their exclusive titles. Yeah, the service will merge the existing PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now plans into one single offering. Documents reviewed by the site indicate that PlayStation Plus branding will be maintained and PlayStation Now will be phased out. Specifics of the service are still being finalized. And while it's not officially confirmed, of course, Sony's going to be very tight-lipped about it, they are also realizing that they have 20 million million subscribers and if they get the same conversion rate that xbox live has they're missing out on a ton of money so uh interesting to see that they're actually that far behind the curve now again ps5 and the current series xbox i made that effort to to not go into that console generation i said i'm gonna I'm going to PC game this one and sit this one out. So it doesn't matter for me. But uh, PlayStation folks out there, looks like you could be having a Game Pass coming your way. And and Mike likes it a lot for his Xbox. Well, I'll tell you, like a lot of the, like you go on Steam and you're like, oh, this game's on sale, 15 bucks. And like I have to check on Xbox first because a lot of those games are free. You could play so many games for free on there. So it's definitely a good service. Well, not free, but, you know. Well, you're paying, yeah, it's in your subscription. But most people who are playing Xbox pay for the subscription because they want to play multiplayer, like Battle Royale and all those other games. So it's a sunk cost in my mind. Like, I'm, I'm paying that no matter what. Hey, we were talking about cooking last week with Thanksgiving. You had your uh, rib roast education. Dude, let me tell you a little bit about cooking. I made a veal uh, cutlet this weekend. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Did you would you would you bread it and fry it up? I've never made veal before in my life, and I'm pretty sure that I've made the best veal that anyone's ever made this weekend. They Can't overcook it, man. No. Cannot overcook it. It veal. takes it's like a minute, a minute each side, a minute and a half most each side. Um, it came out so good. I just did like a, a flour, you know, some yeah, yeah. mushrooms. Uh, so good. Well, that sounds delicious. We had we had some scallopini a couple of weeks ago, and um, you could tell there was one rotation because you know you got to do so many at a time. One rotation where something got my attention when I was cooking, and they stayed in the pan just a little too long, and it makes a huge difference with veal. It gets very tough. Yeah, it, it, it veal has got to be probably my favorite favorite red meat 
<clears throat> yeah, it's a you know little baby, little baby cow. Oh, that's why it's so delicious. I had a a coworker. I don't know how you can eat veal. They never stand up. I'm like, that's why they're so goddamn delicious. You you a fan of Martha Stewart? Am I? Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I like how her and Snoop Dogg are like best friends. I, I, I'm a big fan of Martha Stewart because I think that her business acumen is like on point. Uh, come on. She's a pastry chef that turned into a mega empire of everything. Uh, Martha Stewart's getting some shit on Instagram this week. Uh, Martha Stewart has Instagram divided. If you are looking for good food, posted Martha Stewart on her Instagram post on Tuesday, then a visit to lively and delicious Miami restaurant Kodomo. Komodo. 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 Like the dragon. Komodo. Can't read. Is definitely worth your time. Every bite, every sip was delicious. So it's not even her restaurant. She was giving props to the restaurant. And she posted pictures from inside the restaurant. So clearly, and it's a Chinese restaurant, she had an excellent, excellent meal, and she was impressed. And, you know, she was trying to give this restaurant a little bit of a rub, right? Well, there is a picture. I'm going to pop it into the chat for you. One of the pictures that she posted is of a rack of Peking ducks. Okay. That looks good. To me, that that looks delicious. Yeah. Vegans are not pleased with Martha Stewart's pictures. Oh, goodness. I see dead bodies, wrote one follower, along with several aghast emoji faces. I don't know. What emoji face is aghast? I'm not even going to look it up. I'm guessing it's the... The oo face? That would be my guess. If I had to pick one, the oo face would be aghast. Martha, I need a damn warning if you're going to post dead birds dangling like that, wrote another user. There is nothing appetizing about a bunch of dead hanging carcasses, ranted a follower. We need to be transitioning into a plant-based world, offered another. Here's my question. If you're a vegan, God bless you. The, the, the folks across the street, great neighbors, they're vegans. I don't hold it against them. Why are you following Martha Stewart on Instagram? Yeah, it isn't like she's a vegan cook. Not at all. Nothing that she cooks is vegan. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, she was originally a pastry chef, right? What's the core of every pastry? Butter. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me why people are bitching. I see dead bodies, Mike. That's that's unbelievable. I see dead bodies. Keeping on the you shouldn't have an opinion, but you do train over 1000 Activision Blizzard employees petition to remove CEO Bobby Kotick. So are you familiar with what's going on in Blizzard Activision? (sighs) Every time it's another another story. Yeah, I'm familiar because I own the stock for a bit. It's like. just another story every time with this like sexual harassment. I don't even know if it's sexual harassment. I think it's just a bad working environment. I don't even know. Yeah, it's a over-sexualized working environment, blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I'm a bond holder, full disclosure. I currently hold an Activision Blizzard bond. I don't have any shares. Um, yeah, over 1,000 employees and contractors at Activision Blizzard have signed and published an online petition to remove CEO Bobby Kotick from the company. Guess what? 
if you don't like your job, go find a job that you do like. I know that I am a grunt in the cog of my industry. I cannot call for the removal of the provost, right? I am an Indian brave, and I don't get to pick the chief. I agreed that the company gets to pick that chief when I took the job there. Am I just too crazy, Mike? No, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, like, it's not their place. Like, I think that's more of a board decision if they feel like they need to remove an executive. And I'm sure, regardless of all these employees speaking up and everything else, the board will probably move in that direction because they'll feel like they have to. Um, but as an employee... Actually, actually, Activision Blizzard has some balls. Uh, the board and the shareholders did a confidence vote, and they have no plans to pursue changing the CEO. Well, good for them. And again, I don't know if the CEO is a, a douchebag and he deserves to be there, but... I don't like if, like you said, if you're not happy with your company or if you've been impacted directly or indirectly from whatever they're saying has happened on there, then yeah, maybe find another job. It's usually not one person that like destroys a company's culture, right? Like it's more pervasive than that. So I think it's let's let's pretend that we have one million downloads a week, right? And we're hiring an editor. We're in dreamland now, Mike, right? Yeah. We're irreverent. We're not politically correct. If you are an activist type of person, why would you want to work for us? Just to feel like you did something? No, but in, in all seriousness, let's say, you know, I've been, oh, you, you hate women. I love women. I really what? do. Wait, where did that come from? Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone ever said that. Oh, I've had a lot of people say that in my uh, lifetime, that I hate women. We'll have to talk about uh, Kitty Cat some week. It'll remind me when I get on uh, misogyny to tell you the Kitty Cat story, okay? No, no, I've, I've been told multiple times in my life that I, I, that I hate women. Now, I love women. I really do. But I hate people that are always looking for something to complain about. I really, I really do not like those types of people, the cancel culture people, right? They rub my fucking rhubarb, man. And if you're a cancel culture person, I don't think it's any surprise. It's no secret. You know where I stand. Do you think I'm holding back Mike? Not at all. So why would you, if you're a cancel culture editor and we're in this dreamland, why would you want to work for me? Right. It's the same thing there. It's not as though these allegations, true or not, it's not as though these allegations are new. They've been around the block. I know developers. I've heard positive and negative things about a lot of different companies. You don't wait until your timing is right to release it. It was like, um, remember when the Supreme Court, and we're not talking politics, it's just a political example there was the Supreme Court nominee, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, right? And the woman said that he was a sexist pig in high school. But now they're both like 50. I don't yeah. care. That comes up so often, too, about shit that happened 
ages ago and people are making a big deal of it like we're not all human and we haven't done stupid shit right i want to go to a restaurant that i had a bad meal 10 years ago and get my refund right that's that's the equivalent in my brain anyway um it's a petition online and uh like all petitions online it's getting picked up in in press because everybody needs a voice yeah but uh, good on the company for sticking to their guns and saying, we're not hiring him based on X, Y, and Z. We're hiring him as a CEO. And, yeah, that's a job. And people are like, oh, they make a ton of money, and they do this, and they live the lifestyle. I would not want that job. I mean, would you want that job? You know what that job entails. Right. Well. Yeah, that's a hell of a job. It really is. It really is. I don't think um, I'm built for it, unfortunately. No, no offense, Mike. I don't think you're built for it either, but even if we were the perfect prototype CEOs, I wouldn't want that job. Same reason I never took my, uh, I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> Same reason I never took my bar. I don't want to be an attorney, right? I did the law school thing. I don't want to be an attorney. I don't want to work 100 hours a week. Um, could I? Sure. Do I want to? No. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't – they want to work a shit ton of hours. But, hey, I know you probably don't care about this, but D&D Beyond, up until today, D&D books are on sale just today. Don't care. Don't yeah, care. I didn't think you would. I, ha I have the digital books, which is probably what I'm going to run from, but I don't know. I think they sell digital ones, too, um, on sale. If, uh, if, if and get when it for we 20 run. bucks, bro. 20 bucks to get the player's handbook. If and when we run, if we're running online, I don't need the, the hardcover book. If that. we're running at the table, I need the hardcover book. 33% savings, bro. Dungeon Master Guide, 33%. All this stuff. Everything. Every book they make. There you go. It would be a great Kwanzaa gift for me. There you go. Someone go on Amazon. Click through at www.nerdcognito.com. Hit the support our show page. Find our Amazon link. Oh, more cancel culture in the news. I must have been on a cancel culture kick this week, Mike. PlayStation executive fired after pedophile allegation video posted online. Okay, we got to do the disclosure. I did not read the full article. In no way do I endorse pedophilia or the fuckers that want to bang kids. They're screwed up in the mind. I pulled this because of the headline, and I think I know where it's going to go. Um, you know what? I'm going to send you the article before I read it, and I'm going to tell you where I think it's going to go, and you tell me if I'm accurate, okay? I just threw the article over to you in chat. Okay. You tell me. You know, skim it. We'll fast forward time, and you tell me when you have a good enough sense of it that I can give you my guess. Go ahead. Just go ahead. My guess is that these are allegations not from a victim and not from the police. It's from a vigilante group. Is that an People online keyboard warrior group? Or like Charles Bronson, Death Wish, we're walking around with a fucking gun vigilante group. This is keyboard warriors who impersonate little children to find people online who try to set up meetings with them. It actually seems legit. They impersonate a 15-year-old boy 
and made, and then the dude invited him over to have sex. All right, that's fucked up. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like uh, that show, that, that whatever that show was called, To Catch a Predator. That, that was one of the greatest shows. I mean, it's awful, I but never it was so good. It. You never watched it? Oh man, it. it's so bad. But I mean, uh, the wife is here giving me a, a, an enthusiastic head nod. She's actually in in studio with me tonight. What's the enthusiastic and, uh, head nod about? She watched To Catch a Predator, uh, and she the guy's face when the dude walks in. And like holds a mic to him, like, "What are you doing here?" Like, it's 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 so good. That part of it's so good because you know the premise, right? You know how it works. They sort of bait them. Yeah, they bait them, and then they have like the video set up, and the person comes to the house to meet the kid, and the kid's there, whatever, boom, 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 and then the kid like leave the room. And then, like, uh, interviewer guy will come in, like, what are you doing here, <laughs> you know? And then the guy's like, oh, shit, and they try to, like, leave. They can't leave because the cops are outside. So the guy, they got to sit there and deal with answering the guy's questions. It's so bad, but so good. Definitely worth a watch. I'm curious. Um, okay, I, I, I clicked through the article now because I'm curious. Um, it's not, they it's pretty short. Posted, they posted um, screenshots of the conversations. And I am not defending this behavior at all. I think it's an illness and something that, you know, could easily be solved with a lot of Second Amendment enthusiasm. But I, I, I'm just scanning the pictures. Devil's advocate to make sure that it says I'm 15 years old. It's a short article, yeah. Who knows what was posted. There might be a video in there, too. I didn't, I didn't. Getting sucked? Yeah, my tablet is about to die. Can we text? You sucked yet? Sorry, no. I'm down to try new things. Cool. I would love to unzip your pants. You like younger. So they're, they're trying to get him to say it. Okay, they got him. They got him. He said, are you really 15? They responded, what? LOL. How old are you? I just turned 15 two weeks ago. I'm sorry. And then he continued to, to talk to them after that. So, yep, he can go away forever. But you, you understand my point there, right? Because there's, yeah, I just, there's all uh, these people, oh, he did this or she said that. And he, there's not always that substantiation. No, he, he, yeah, good piece of shit. Goodbye. He was inviting the kid over to his house, too. Yes, you know? I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just like, if you're... Uh, like if you're asking someone to come to your place, and the person's 15, how how is a 15 year old getting to your place? Is that normal? Well, in the in the messages, he said, "I'll, I'll get you an Uber." It's so fucking weird, man. And uh, creepy looking old man too. Yeah, yeah, some fucking fucked up people out there. Yeah. So, all right, I, I I'm all spent from feeling like I defended the predator. Um, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. didn't, I didn't defend the predator, but I wanted to make sure that no, it was a legit someone... accusation. No, I know yes. people come to, yeah. it's, it's, people will come to a quick conclusion when they hear pedophile without, you know, looking at all the facts. So <clears throat> as a fat guy, the last article appeared in now our nerd cognito feed, which I think is funny. My fatness has spilled over to, to nerd cognito's news feed. Um, is Fryaway, this is a product, the new technology answer to pesky leftover bacon grease. 
Mm, okay. Now let me tell you, no. Not just the my answer, uh, my pickle jar. I'm I, I'm I'm not even going to um to go into the article just yet. I'm going to tell you, the answer to pesky leftover bacon grease is you cook with that shit because you cook with that shit. That is like liquid gold. I never ever have cooked with it. Oh my god, so good, so good. Never cook with it. You you're missing out. I'm telling you. What do you put it in? Yourself. Do, you put, do you put it in like a pickle jar? That's where I usually end up putting it out. No, 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 no. Just leave it in the pan and cook dinner in it. Oh, I'm not leaving just a, a pan full of grease just sitting in not the pan. Not for days. Okay, so you, you cook, make a half pound of bacon for breakfast someday this week, okay? Don't drain the grease. Fry your eggs in the bacon grease. Oh, uh, no, dude. Yeah, I'm sure it tastes delicious, but I'm trying oh, to be my a God. little bit healthier. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that's, it's that's not a great something idea. you do every day. Great not fucking idea. Half a pound of bacon grease. Mix that grease with your eggs. It's like, I don't even know how much bacon grease that is, but it's a lot. Then, oh, I'm not done yet. <laughs> then, oh, I feel like puking. Take that pan off the heat, let it sit on your stove for the day, and that night, you cook yourself a lovely New York strip in that bacon grease because it'll solidify over the day. And then you just turn that, that bad boy back on, let it get all melted and clear and delicious, and then you fry your fucking steak in that. Let's, uh, let's, so you're, uh, you use a cast iron skillet for a lot of stuff, right? I do use a cast iron skillet for a lot of stuff. We, we didn't, uh, but uh, we've, we've really adopted it. Do you clean it? Of course you clean it. Well, based on what you're telling me here, just leaving all the bacon grease and shit, I was curious if you actually clean the cast iron skillet, or do you just leave everything in it? You clean it as it needs cleaned. It's just like the griddle at your favorite diner. Yeah. You, you what, wipe like, it out. You don't, you don't wash it. Yeah, they, don't, they say you shouldn't like use it because you don't want that seasoning to get off the... No, the no, 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 no soap. No soap. Right. Occasionally water. But you brush it out. Yes. Yeah. I was just curious. But uh, with, the, with the bacon grease, I wouldn't do the bacon in the cast iron. I would do the bacon in a big, like... 12 inch open skillet so that you can cook all day in that bad boy anyway this is a a a, a powder that is a plant-based powder that will turn liquid bacon grease into a solid mass so you can throw it away in your trash yeah but you can do that just by letting it sit for a while if you wanted to what do you need you the fucking sure powder could. for yeah it makes no sense pour it on a paper plate or you know one of the the better paper plates that have like the wax coating yeah, I just I I put it in a like a pickle jar, and then I'll just throw out the pickle jar eventually. You know what I do when I have excess grease? I go and dump it in the woods. Well, that's not good either. It doesn't hurt anything. Yeah, yeah, the grass maybe that you're dumping it on. There's no grass. It's the woods. Maybe the the deer uh, come and lick it. Probably. Yeah, it's probably no big deal. It's too uh. Fry too much away of a walk and hard oil are the two products in this market. They're organic cooking oil hardeners. They're white flakes derived from plant-based fats and are engineered to transform hot oil from liquid to solid. Once set, you can scoop out the solidified oil and put it right into. The, yeah, why don't you just let the pan sit and then scoop it out? I don't get it. Yeah, seems stupid. Stupid idea. Whoever came up with it. Hey, do you know what's even dumber? Not cooking in your fucking bacon fat. Yeah. Well, honestly, I don't make bacon that often. Bacon is delicious, Dude. but I don't make it. Dude, next weekend. Nope. 
you have to do bacon and eggs with bacon no, grease. No, I, listen, I'm not fucking cooking my eggs in bacon grease. I have eggs. Dude. I have some egg whites. I'll use fucking turkey. Like I'm, I'm not going the bacon grease route. I'm trying to stay One, healthy, It's bro. like a cheat day. It's like nope. a cheat day. Nope. Nope. Won't do it. Won't do it. I'll tell you this. I will, if I end up using bacon for anything, I will keep the grease in that. I'm okay to put a little grease on, you know, if I'm making a steak or something. But I'm not putting it on my fucking eggs. No way. <laughs> no how. Well, then why don't you do uh, fry up the bacon, have a BLT for lunch, and then you can um, save that bacon grease and fry the steak for dinner. There you go. Maybe one day. Is I that better? bacon again. Uh, you, well, yeah. It's just like, uh, I mean... I guess it's just it's definitely not just like using olive oil, but it'll add a nice little flavor to it, sure. You know what I had for breakfast today? What's that? I had eggs cooked in the leftover grease from my sausage patty. Ugh. So not disgusting. as good as bacon. I'm not sure as it's good not. as bacon. I had a bowl of cereal today. I wanted a bowl of cereal this morning, but um we haven't had milk for for whatever reason. It's one of those things that we just haven't bought. Yeah, we haven't had milk for like two weeks. I don't know how because we cook all the time, but we have not had milk for two weeks. I I, I really wanted a bowl of cereal for breakfast this morning. Yeah, as, I was going to say, it ain't like the now. grocery stores are out of milk. Why don't you guys get milk if you need milk? Well, the the one time we went, we were doing grocery shopping, and the, the dairy that we prefer, they didn't have. Uh, and then I think the other time, and then the, I think the, the next time we went, we just forgot. You know, because it was like, oh, I'm just going to... I'm going to the Italian market. I'm going to pick up some deli stuff and and some 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 pasta and whatnot. And I forgot to get the milk there. And then one of the, then the third time, the milk was too close to the expiration date. So we said, yeah, we're not going to buy this because then it'll go bad. You know, no milk. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I find myself eating cereal more days than not because I'm just too lazy. You know what I used to enjoy when I was single and lazy. I used to enjoy cereal mixed in with uh, vanilla yogurt instead you of milk. Well, you can it's do like that. A, a granola. It's like eating yogurt in a granola. Parfait. Yeah. 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 A little parfait. A little quick and easy parfait. Oh, Ellie, I know. Papa, I know. A little bit, Ellie. <laughs> What's <clears throat> going on? My dog. My dog is just sitting here making noises. I know. I know. A little bit. Well, flip side of the news. D&D classes... And uh, characters that you enjoy playing and that you don't enjoy playing. So take a moment. Think about all of the different classes and races that there are in Dungeons & Dragons. What classes, what races, what combination would you put at the top of your list? You know, so what's your your tippy top and maybe maybe two? And what is the, the flip side of that? The thing that you don't have an interest in playing so think about that um if you want to share your thoughts about that be sure to email us nerdcognitopodcast at gmail.com and let us know what your playing preferences are and tell us why uh we might read your response on the show next week mike what do you like and what don't you like playing in D? um hmm well, I guess uh, I'm just going to bring up our my 13th age character. I don't know. if Is there a D&D equivalent to a sorcerer? A sorcerer? Yeah, there is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, well, I just the, remember the, a wizard. I didn't know there was a sorcerer. Okay, so 
class-wise, uh, 13th age classes are almost carbon copies of 5th edition classes. Okay. Well, I don't think I'm a fan of the Sorcerer. I, I mean, I wanted to try a magic user out, and I wanted to try something different. I think one of our players was already making a, a wizard, so I said, okay, I'll try this one. But the whole time, it just felt so underpowered compared to anyone else. So I don't think I am a fan of the Sorcerer. My Usually my go-to is some type of fighting type. I would like to have a fighting type that has some magic capability. Um, but all magic user, yeah, I don't know. Sorcerer is not it for me. So what are you thinking next time? Something like a sword mage or... Um, you know, honestly, I, I'm, I'm probably going to spend a little bit more time researching than I normally would. If we're going to get something going for 5th edition, I might look through these books and, and see what I want. But yeah, I think so. I think it's something more of a fighter, but not just a just straight-up fighter that has no, you know, magic. You know, that's interesting because fighter would not be at the top of my list by any means. But um, I do remember a character that I had. That was a uh, Minotaur fighter, and he was a ton of fun to play. He, his name was Cal, K-A-O, and uh, he was a fucking wrecking machine, man. Um, not the smartest cow in 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 the yard, but uh, I had a good time with him. Now, fighters, not at the top of my list. Wizards, also not at the top of my list. I, 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 I don't know. I, I tend to steer towards rogues and bards and not the I want to sleep with everything bard. That is a horrible, horrible construct of I don't even... What, what is the origin of the I want to sleep with everything bard, Mike? I don't know. Like, that's the thing now, and that's not the thing. That's not, that's not the thing at all. I don't even see that as, like, to go and play... D&D or something like that, a game like that with a bunch of friends, like, I'm not sitting here trying to get my character laid. Like, that's the last, like, I don't even think about that when I'm playing a game. Like, I don't know, maybe in, like, if I'm playing a video game, like The Witcher or whatever, yeah, I'm gonna try to get my character laid, Fable, I'm gonna try to impregnate everyone and have babies, no problem. When I'm playing D&D, that's like, I don't even get it, it doesn't even come up. Yeah, the, the, the bard seducing the world is, is something I just don't understand, I don't... I don't know where that originated, so um, whatever. But I, I like, I, I tend to like more cerebral characters than outright physical characters, and it's funny, you know. And no one wants to play the cleric. I would say cleric, but not a healing cleric, was one of the ones that would be at the top of my list. Yeah, like a war cleric or something. A war cleric or um, a necrotic cleric. I think they call those necromancers, right? No, 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 no. Someone that does harm instead of healing, right? So that would be that would be at the top of my list. Rogues are at the top of my list. I like rogues. Rogues are always nice for just big pulse of damage. At the bottom of my list, hmm. I've got to say, you know, I've never played a wizard. So I guess that has to be at the bottom of my list, right? If you never wanted to play it, I guess so. Been playing this game for 25 years. Never wanted to play a wizard. So I guess wizards are at the bottom of my list. Yeah, i got to think about what I'm going to make. Maybe I'll uh, think about what I'm going to make while I'm scanning through all my new D20 
D&D books I'm about to buy. Yeah, you can accidentally put an extra one of those in the cart, you know. Yeah. I got to look through these. <laughs> there's even anything worth buying. I, don't, I think they're all just adventures and shit, but... What about classes, Mike? Or races? Jeez, races. Yeah, uh, we're the. That never matter. Like, I, I I don't know if I'm a min maxer or not, but I always just try to make a a race that fits my class. Um, I don't mind elf. I don't mind dwarf. I don't mind human. I don't know about this new one, the dragonborn. I don't know if I'd want to play something like that. It just seems a little too far fetched for me. That is a very min maxy statement that you just said, though. That's what I. Yeah. Well, I, I think I I started off my sentence with that. That is a little min max. You did. I think, mo- I, I think most people do that. I mean, you're gonna make a, you're gonna pick a race that gives you a bonus in the attributes that you want for your class. That's just common sense. I always try to play something different. Um, my favorite, favorite, favorite race that I played was a Kenku. It was a necrotic Kenku cleric. There you go, favorite character of all time. Um, but I have so such a different perspective because it's so rare that I actually get to play a character because I'm always DMing. It's a blessing and a curse. Maybe that's why I've never played a a wizard or maybe I have played wizards because I've certainly had wizards as NPCs in, in our grand campaign that went years. The big bad evil guy was a wizard. So who knows? Um, I think humans get a bad rap. There's nothing wrong with being a human, but um, the anthropomorphic animal characters, it's interesting. It's something that, that that's there, and it's not like there's also the big push to play them in the furry world. I was just going to say, because you're a furry at heart. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I want a big-ass crow-looking bad motherfucker, or a lizard man, or a knoll. Well, you can be a dragonborn. It's a lizard man. Dragonborns never did it for me. What about Tiefling? I don't know about that one. It's like a demon thing. That's... They've been around for a long time. Yeah, it just seems a little out of place. I don't know. I don't know. An evil satyr. That would, that would be an interesting character. I know what my next player character would be if I were allowed to do it. I would be a null. Well, let me ask you this. Will there, in this campaign that we're going to run if there are other books out there that have character classes will you allow them or no i not would want to not see that it i've looked I, and you know me my answer is probably yes yeah you but i want to see it. it first yeah make sure it's not break the game right I, I i very rarely am going to come at my players and say no 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 but i do want to see it first all right well if there's uh any interesting books that you want, you know, we should set up an Amazon wish list so that people, if they feel so inclined, could actually send us something that they think's awesome that they want us to see. Like if there is a supplement, because let's be honest, when when Five E launched, I shelved it in favor of Thirteenth Age. We should we should review Thirteenth Age next week. Um, but we should set up a wish list. But that'll allow people to to send us cool stuff. And, you know, not break the bank. You know, what's a book? 20, 30 bucks. Um, but if you do want to help us out, of course you can always be a sponsor. We have pre-roll, mid-roll, and post-roll advertisements available for you. Email us at nerdcognitopodcast at gmail.com. And we'll put something together for you. Right? And being a sponsor means that you are there forever in perpetuity. As long as we exist online you will be 
having that sponsorship presence. Also, remember, the easiest way to support the show, which costs you absolutely nothing. Big old zero, Mike. Not zero is good. Zero is good, and it is holiday shopping season, so this is the one where you can really help us pay that hosting bill. Um, go to nerdcognito.com, click on support the show, and click through our Amazon link. Do all of your holiday shopping. It won't cost you a penny more than you were already going to spend, and we get a cut of everything that you purchase on Amazon. Uh, definitely, definitely a huge way to help us out, and we, we really do appreciate that. We had uh, a couple affiliate purchases this last week, so we are on our way. We've had a couple of you use the affiliate link, and we sincerely appreciate that. Last but not least, you can always just buy us a beer. No one bought us a beer this week, Mike. It's a shame. I know. We had our beer last week, and we enjoyed it so much. But uh, you can Venmo us at NerdCognito and send us a beer. Or just send us a couple of bucks to show your eternal gratitude. You can send me a quarter. I don't think. I don't know. Can you Venmo a quarter? I think you have to Venmo at least a buck. But um, who knows? All of those ways are great ways to support the show, uh, and we sincerely, sincerely appreciate that. Your support allows us to continue to do what we love to do for you and, you know, pays the bills because, let's face facts, this is not our living. We do it because we love to do it, and your support is critically important so that we can continue to do it. Um, you, you did get HeroQuest. We talked about that last week, right? You, you uh, bit the bullet. Well, my my mother, she's looking for a gift for me for Christmas, so she, I, I had her order that for me. And then I told her, I'm like, yeah, we used to have the old. She's like, oh, I'm ordering a game that you already have. I'm like, yeah, but I don't have all the pieces. They'll not they'll not understand. They never will. Yeah, that's sweet that she she gets you gifts. I cannot tell you the last time my mother got me a gift for a Christmas or a birthday. Well, I try I, to tell her not to get me a gift. I feel like I'm beyond the age of my parents getting me gifts, but she refuses. No, that that that's a good thing. I've I've had a check or I've had a go shopping and pick something that you want since I mean it, it was as early as I remember when I was 4. That was my that was my holiday. Hey, uh we're going down to Hills Hills Department Store. Did you guys have Hills up by you? No, because you were in New York then, right? No, no, I don't know what that is. It's now defunct. But it was, you know, the local regional department store. Mm -hmm. And uh, go pick out what you want for Christmas, for your birthday. And that sucked, man. I mean, I I liked it. I got what I wanted. But when I look back at that, it sucked. Well, unfortunately, my parents don't give me any ideas, so I end up just giving them money for Christmas, which I think sucks, but it is what it is. I'll, I'll, you want to know what to do? Mm. Food, man. Our parents are at the age where they don't need anything. And my wife came up with this, and it's truly the best thing. They freaking love it. Buy them food, and it ships right to them. Do they like cheesecake? I'll, t- I'll tell you a, a great cheesecake that you can get them. It's like 60 bucks. It's amazing. And it's like the best gift ever. I've done the, um, uh, what is it? The steak thing. I can't even think of the Uh, name of it. Whatever that once before. My dad's a big, um, deer hunter. So I feel like they have a bunch of meat and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, a dessert won't, I mean, my parents love sweets. 
there is a Junior's Cheesecake that you can order from QVC, and it is out of this world. And well, they, have, they have that site that you can order, like, all local stuff and have it shipped. Oh, but that, that shit's super expensive. Oh, yeah, very pricey. I'm going to look and see if I can find this cheesecake. Uh, it's already sold out. It's wait-listed. 80 bucks includes shipping and handling. 32 bucks for a cheesecake. Shit. No, uh, 32 single-serving round cheesecakes. Fuck. It's like uh, buying my parents' bacon grease, just asking them to pass on to the afterlife. Cheesecake's not that <laughs> terrible. Uh, that's not bad, though. That's a, that's a good idea. I'll have to look and see if there's something else, too, that maybe I'll send them over to them. It's not a bad Andy, idea. Andy, it's right by you. Yeah, I'm not sending them chocolates and shit. I'd, I'd try to get them, like, food, food. Healthy food that nobody wants to eat. Try to get them healthy food. <laughs> or meat. Healthy food or meat that is different than deer meat. Bacon fried in yesterday's bacon grease. Sounds like a great gift idea. Well, if you have a holiday idea for us, let us know. Nerdcognitopodcast at gmail.com. The hotline's still up, too. You can call us or text us. 323-694-4242. Call and leave us a voicemail or a text message. Tell us what the best holiday gift is for your folks. Um, Because... We're out of ideas. And Mike's not trying to kill his folks. I'm apparently trying to kill my folks. Sending them 32 servings of cheesecake for two people. And and I think we sent like three pounds of chocolate, too. Yeah, just asking them, finish this in, you know, four days. So eat eight of them a day or some shit. Like, fuck. You're going to convert my trust funds so that it doesn't kick over until you're dead? Here's <laughs> some right. cheesecake. <laughs> yes. Here is eight pounds of cheesecake. I wish I had a trust fund, man. I got to run to the restroom here and take my dog. She needs something. Well, Mike's going to go and take a leak and let the dog take a leak. I'm going to go and rest my voice and figure out if I need a sick day tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, to Nerd Pub. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Thanks for tuning I can't do this. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in (laughs) to Nerd Cognito. I'm Ryan David. That was just Mike. We will talk to you with a full and hopefully healthy voice next week. See you, everybody. Later.